is the co-founder of uh, Boomba.mobi, uh, which uh, is a business that provides the sustainable disposal of personal and commercial waste for responsible and environmentally friendly consumers. Nondumiso joins me now on the line. Nondumiso, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening to you. Um, yeah, thank you for interviewing me on the show today. Yeah, I'm going to Sure, sure. When you talk about the disposal of personal and commercial waste, a lot of us might not be familiar with it, but uh, sometimes this Ngesi just might throw us off. What is that? So it's anything that, for example, when you renovate your house, you want to take some things out, like Mm. your bricks, and you want to build a new wall, or maybe a bathroom, or even um, your garage, you know, uh, maybe you have a lot of things in your garage and you just want to empty it out so that you can have space and get new things. Um, that's what it means. Um, also, it includes the the waste of your garden, like green waste, the branches, um, the leaves that you might not want in your yard so that it looks neat. Mm. That is what... Um, it consists of yes. sure, sure, sure. So, so talk to me about the genesis or how this business started, uh, and just that journey. I mean, uh, is that something where you sat and you had a Damascus moment where you know the light bulb came on, or, or you know, was it, I guess, an outcome of you having been involved in this sector before? Well, I mean, me and my business partner have a different journey mm-hmm. um, since we until we had that moment. I personally grew up in Dipswood. Um, from when I was young until when I grew up. But I started to notice the transition from when I was young, whereby Dipsut as a township was quite looking like a farm, you know. And then eventually when people became a lot driven um, by business, I noticed a lot of um, building rubble and waste um, being dumped along the side. And um, so what happened is that in 2015, I finished my metric and then I started volunteering and helping kids to do their homework and everything. And one day, as I was doing that, a kid was run over by a car. Mm. So I had to run. I had to run the kid to the hospital. I'm imagine um, just off school, and this is quite a traumatic moment. But it made me think: Why? Why was this happening? Why was kids run over by cars? Why are they playing in the street in the first place? Mm. And then I noticed that. The nearest park we have is a kilometer away. So, I mean, parents wouldn't necessarily allow younger kids to go there and to play, you know. So, and then I look at the open space, which was there, which was no longer actually an an open space. It was was more of a place where people would come and dump their waste Uh um, near a stream. So that kind of triggered me. um, And then... We, I met with my business partner, and then he had a similar experience whereby he actually just built his house um, out of um, second-hand goods, which obviously most of them come out of these renovations, you know, um, mm. people clean bricks and then you buy bricks. But the question was, what happens to the waste that actually people don't buy, you know? And then we started wondering, do people know where their waste ends up? And that's how we started going to Facebook, asking people, like making an awareness um, sort of thing. Like, do you know where your waste ends up? And then we realized that a lot of customers didn't really know. They actually thought there was a dumping in Dipstead. Oh. <laughs> and then we had to explain, no, there's no such a thing. I mean, whoever says there's dumping in Dipstead has, I mean, of course, 
um, got you <laughs> in the first place, but um, they're also causing a problem for us in the township. Mm. Um, so we said, because um, the other thing that we tried to do is that we tried to talk to the truck operators, which were dumping in our township, and uh, we actually got assaulted. So that wasn't the wow. very best solution. <laughs> so we kind of went back and thought, how can we then try and solve this? So we sure. went straight to the customer, told them, hey, look, be responsible. It's your waste, you know. Uh, make sure you know where it ends up. And then what we did is that we sent them pictures of where we dispose of their waste, how we share their waste. Um, when they give us furniture, you know, people take the furniture and put it in their homes. When they give us, like, bricks, we rehabilitate eroded streets with garden refuse. We actually um, take it to composting site or give it to small-scale farmers mm. or actually make compost. So that kind of got them away, yeah. Sure, sure. So so it's quite interesting. I mean, this, this in essence, was driven by and out of necessity. But yeah. for, for some of the people who haven't answered that question, where do you take their rubble? I mean, if, if I've got a you know, renovation project and I've got some rubble or I've got some disposable waste that can't necessarily be sold for anything or repurposed in any way, where do you guys take it? We actually take it to the landfill if we can't use it um, for anything else because mm. then we would be irresponsibly disposing it anyway. Okay, all right. And then uh, talk to me about, I guess, you know, the journey of then having to set up this business. What, what did you have to have in place? Um, one would think you, you had to have labor initially, but also uh, some semblance of equipment as well. Uh, talk to us about that journey. Well, I mean, me and my business partner, we, well, he's straight from, he's been in the entertainment industry, in the communication industry, you know, but um, we did not have money to buy a truck. Mm. So we used what we had, which was WhatsApp and Facebook. And then we actually reached out to the truck operators and said, hey, look, we will find customers for you. And then you will you will go to those customers, service them, and then we will tell you where you dispose of the waste. Mm. And then you send us pictures, and then we send them to the customer. If you don't do that, we do not pay you. So um, we started that journey. Um, it wasn't that difficult to say, but of course, getting customers and the markup price was kind of a challenge because we had to earn their trust um, because they had seen the damage that the truck operators are making. But of course, eventually we started to make um, progress. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I want us to pause here for a second, Nundu uh, Miso, and take this brief break. When we come back, uh, we'll continue to talk about how your business has grown in leaps and bounds and uh, what the next phase in the uh, journey of your enterprise here looks like. And uh, you'll tell us all about that after this brief break. 22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the SMME Exchange here on Metro FM Talk. And we continue with our series uh, profiling and highlighting the uh, growth journeys of enterprises in the village and in the township economy. And uh, you can certainly reach out to us if uh, you think uh, that uh, you are the type of micro-enterprise we want to speak to on this platform. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to join the likes of uh, Boomba.Mobi, and uh, whose co-founder Nundu Misospia is my guest this evening. Nundu Miso, talk to me briefly, I guess, about, uh, you know, that growth journey and what it meant for your operation. I mean, initially, one would think you would have started with your business partner uh, and maybe one or two people in your employee. Um, how have you grown and what do you think was probably the critical factor in that 
growth story uh, and what lessons, if if any, uh, did you learn in that process? So, I mean, as we grew, honestly, it was just me and my business partners. And my business partners were so strong. So you guys um, did all the work? Pardon? You did all the work? We we mainly did the coordination. Oh, we are mainly the, the, I would call us the middleman. We mm. are the one who facilitate the process of responsible waste disposal. So mm. we're more like the traffic officer, you know. Um, we catch the thief before they commit the crime. So <laughs> sure, <laughs> we sure. tell them where to take the waste, which is what they should be doing, but they don't do, the truck operators. So that's mainly our our function. Because we wanted to solve the problem of waste being irresponsibly disposed. So, um, with our growth, we noticed um, that, of course, with the 25% margin that we'd get for just facilitating the process of um, responsible waste disposal, we weren't really breaking even as quickly as we wanted to. Mm. And we felt that there should be change in how we operate. So... What we did is that we said, okay, fine. Most of the truck, most of the customers are actually saying we're quite expensive. So how can we service them and actually, um, and them not um, say that we are so expensive at the same time be able to um, give them the service that we actually want to give them. Mm. So for that, we started to actually reach out to the likes of people in Saxonwald and in Parkwood and in Forest Town, which they have a lot of trees. And we said, okay, fine, look, let's do a subscription. <laughs> um, so that on its own has actually been one of the amazing journey whereby we we then started to understand that through just breaking the pie and making sure that um, each household gives us a certain amount of bags each and every week, we are able to actually make money in the process um, instead of actually once off. Mm. But we still do like once off um, collection. So sure. that's where the innovation part of it comes in. Um, we did, and we are still working on actually having a truck of our own mm. because, of course, that would literally mean that we would um, make um, the whole 100% and not sure. just the 25%. Yeah. But um, our intention is not is not to neglect the truck operators we work with mm. because by putting them in the in the system, we're actually educating them and we are actually mm. having partners working with us in the field to to um, curb this scourge sure. of illegal dumping that is yeah. affecting the, I mean, the environment. Mm. I, I the like the comment you were making yeah. earlier, which is around trying to shift your revenue pattern somewhat away from a once-off project when somebody needs to clear uh, during a renovation or I guess, you know, uh, whenever they were trying to set up a development or anything like that, vis-a-vis a sort of recurring fee. Well, what's the comparison? I mean, just uh, maybe if you could give us a broad range of how much you would charge per household vis-a-vis maybe what you would charge for just one job once off. So, for example, on average, we would charge at least 600 rand per truck load okay. for a once-off um, collection depending where you're located and uh, if the waste we're going to collect is accessible by truck or we will need a wheelbarrow to actually access the waste. Um, with the other subscription model, it means that instead of coming to Tsepo, um at maybe uh, in Saxon Welt at a certain street to collect for um, a certain amount, what we do is that we collect um, 
in 30 households and they actually share the amount to pay for the truck. And because they pay, for example, let's say they pay at least 200 rand each, then that means that we're able to get more money while they, they are able to pay less money for the service. Mm. So that actually helps both of us in a way to actually um, solve the problem because they don't feel the pain of of taking, I mean, you know, who wants to pay for rubbish? You know, um, we normally say, don't think about rubbish. We have to think about it. We want to help, um, e- we want to help ease that pain because it's always on the backyard, you know. So that's what we, we, we are um, also still working on. But it's not the only development. We have also noticed that in our community, you know, living in Deep Suit as well, uh, there are actually hotspots of, um, of waste being disposed of by residents. There are many reasons um, in which we can all go through them, but um, we have noticed that there is a challenge in our township and that we would want to address it. So Mm. um, that's where we are looking to go and to partner with other um, waste management companies around um, Gauteng. Because collaboration is one of the big things that we like to do. We don't work solo. We like working with people who are like-minded. And they help us to achieve a lot because together, actually, even as entrepreneurs, we strengthen each other, we refer each other. And at the end, I mean, it's a big pie. We can't have it all, but we can share among each other. Mm-hmm. And and I like the the comment that you're making. So, so let, let's maybe get to the part now. I mean, you touched on the truck that you would like and you'd like your own fleet so that you're able to at least, you know, coordinate and control more parts of that value chain. Um, yeah. Talk to me about some of the other sort of things, because as I often say, there are a lot of people who listen to the show uh, who I think are very deep pockets, uh, who could potentially, you know, be the people that might come to the party or even connect you with people who might be able to assist. What are some yeah. of the other needs uh, that, that you think if these were to be met, uh, that would effectively change the scale of our operation and even the kind of revenue that we can raise. So, as I said, the truck, a truck, um, even a bucky, would actually assist a lot. As I said, that we are trying to um, scale and go deep into the township. We need a truck in order for us to be able to collect the food waste and turn it into compost. Um, that on its own will enable us to open a lot of um, prospects in this waste stream because then we'll be able to close or rather finish the circle of waste. Mm, mm. Um, And also it will open a lot of job opportunities for people because the thing is, I mean, if you think about it, without transportation, you have to hire and then... It's a, it's quite and 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 when you hire it, it's like it has a lot of limitations. But when you have it um, at your disposal with your own control, you are able to um, innovate and be creative around how you actually maximize the opportunities that you get. You know, so it's so the main thing is a truck, if I may emphasize on that. But the other part is actually partnership with people who are actually in the waste space because as I said that 
we have noticed that garden refuse is one of the waste that frequently is available. And then now in the township, we noticed that food waste is the main problem. So mm. we want to use insects such as black soldier flies and earthworms, which we have already started, but it's really small scale. We want to enlarge it because, I mean, imagine, Dipsut on its own has 800,000 um, 800, uh, people in population. Mm. So if we can be able to get the the food that the people eat and take it out of the uh, trucks that take it to the landfill, we would be actually saving a lot of landfill space and would be actually making a lot of um, progress and making an awareness to the community that Mm. waste actually can turn into value. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, the the other dimension of it is also the ecological sustainability dimension. Um, Yeah. And and, uh, maybe talk to us about, uh, I guess, that element you've spoken about, sort of effective use of landfill space, uh, realizing and making sure that value generates from the waste that emerges from that community. Uh, but from an environmental perspective, I mean, population growth um, in an area like Dipsloot is set to increase. Um, and there's big question marks around what that will mean for, I guess, the waste footprint of an area like that. Uh, yeah. And by extension, I guess, you know, some of what you need to clear and uh, where you make some of your own money. Um, so what? In the township space, um, where we have currently been making our money, of course, it's by the the customer incurs all the costs when they request us to come and collect the waste, and that's mostly in the affluent area. Um, Here in Dipsuit, we're looking to work on a triangle, on a triangle um, form, like you as a radio do, you know. Um, We're looking to partner with people who can help us to actually incentivize the people who would be actually contributing waste with us. Because I have, as part of our company, there was a project which I had to go and actually collect waste within the community. And eventually after a while, I mean, they ask you, uh, can I have my cold drink? You know, mm. so you notice that if you don't give them a cold drink, they stop doing, they stop contributing. So it's more of like trying to get a partner who would actually assist us to get the waste so that through the waste, you can then um, get a maximum uh, produce out of the black soldier flies for feed, um, which will be feed for chicken, mm. feed for um, fish and pigs. And it will also produce uh, a similar byproduct to vermicompost, which is a very good um, compost for planting. And um, it, 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 helps the, it helps rejuvenate the soil. So if someone is listening and they would really like to help, it's more of like how to the third party into this. You know, it could either be something that the the community would be interested in and they'd be willing to exchange. Because currently how we do it, because we collect um, garden refuse mostly um, from our from the affluent areas, we actually take the wood and we give them the wood and they give us the food. Um, but of course, seasons change. Now it's winter, it works okay, but what mm. if it's summer? You know, it, it, there's a system that we need to put together. It's something that works continually without breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating business you have, Nondumiso, um, and kudos to you, and we really commend you, I think, here at Metro FM Talk. Just as we wrap up, um, if people want to get hold of you and uh, be able, I guess, to, to benefit from some of the services that you guys have on offer, how do they do so and where can they find you? 
So Bumba.mobi community is where we are on Facebook. Bumba is written B-O-O-M-B-A D-O-T-M-O-B-R. So you spell everything out. Sure. Bumba.mobi on Facebook. We are very active there. Mm. And then you can also reach us on WhatsApp. Uh, my business partner's number, who is the salesperson, is sure. 60 Awesome stuff. And if you didn't catch that, uh, uh, dear listener, you can certainly catch that on our podcast on metrofm.co.za. By the way, Nondumiso, Pumba, where is the name? I mean, what, what inspired that name? So, interestingly, um, Boomba in Swati is actually a, a dung beetle. Oh, so it's so, not like Mawila. Boomba, you will a little bit. Not <laughs> no, that kind of thing. The, yeah. It's okay. not that way. <laughs> right. So, okay. it's like, um, so Boomba is a dung beetle. Dot is just short for Udoti, which, oh. which in Zulu means rubbish. And okay. then Mobi simply means mobility. So, it's more a dung beetle moving waste. Me, I thought it was just, you know, your website there, just written out in full. But hey, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Boomba Doti Mobi. Um, <laughs> Nondo so thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I awesome. appreciate it. Nondo Miso Sbia is uh, the co-founder of uh, Mobi, And uh, if uh, you missed uh, those details there at the end, uh, go check out the podcast on metrofm.co.za. And uh, 